Welcome back to the Deep Dive, the podcast after show of the Amazon original series, The Boys. My name's Toby Shaver. I'm here with my brother, Dave. What's up, Shavy D? How are you doing tonight, Toby? Doing awesome. So uh, we just watched season one, episode two, called Cherry, and dude, it's heating up now. So it picks Ooh. up picks up right into it, right where we left off. So they don't miss a beat getting right into the action here. So uh, initial thoughts on this episode, Shavy D. Oh, wow. I'm just, uh, my head's spinning. And there's yeah. just so much. I have so many questions. It's so, uh, man. And some it's... answered, some answered questions too. You know, some things yeah. that we talked about that definitely uh, uh, have been cleared up too. So let's get into it. So that we start out right out, right out of the gate after uh, the Butcher and Huey versus Translucent brawl. And they're just kind of. Obviously, Huey's in shock from the whole thing, and and uh, you know Butcher's just saying, "Hey, help me! You know, get him in the car. They just got to get." At, at this point, they're looking at him like they just killed him, so they got to get out of there before right. before the seven shows up. You know, because obviously, you know, justice would be administered immediately. You know, they they would not be going to jail for this, from what we've seen so far. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So, you know, Huey, of course, is reluctant. I mean, everything that happens here, he he does not really want to be involved in it. But, you know, Butcher kind of just sets him straight. He's like, look, you know, they're going to be here. You know, you, you translucent saw your face. You know, well, they find out later that he's he's alive as soon as they get him into the truck. But uh, even then, he's like, he's seen our faces. You know, they're going to hunt us down. There's not there's nowhere we, where we can hide. So. You know, he he basically just reluctantly gets on board with with taking him to wherever, you know, and then he makes a call and I guess at, is it at that point at the beginning where he's like, you know, gets in touch with Frenchie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then that's the last we see of them for, for a little bit. But uh yeah, so it's uh you know, Huey's pretty much full on in at this point now. I mean, Butcher's seen that he's got some skills that can be of use to him. And, you know, obviously now, you know, I, I got the sense that Billy Butcher doesn't really want to be in this by himself anymore. Because even though he kind of, you know, puts the, the badass front up, I mean, I think he's probably, you know, a little nervous that they just killed or almost killed one of the seven. Yeah, it's definitely intense. I mean, it's... Uh... You know, he seems a very uh, capable guy and and, uh, and all that. But, I mean, you, you basically have just taken out a superhero. And, yeah. Uh, a soup and... Uh, it's only a matter of time before Homelander comes a call. And, I mean, they all kind of accept that that's, that's who's on the way. And, and they're chipped, so, you know, they, they're, they're being tracked at all times. Right. And, and Huey is... Uh, you know, still has some of that naivete, so he's, uh, you know, he, he he's probably somewhat thinking until Butcher sets him straight that maybe they can just, you know, admit what they've done and, and, and you know, move on. And, uh, you know, and then, yeah, you know Butcher's coming from it because he's not only seen, you know, what we've seen as the audience and what they're capable of, but so much more. I mean, obviously yeah. he wouldn't be on the path he's on, probably, I'm assuming, uh, if he wasn't... Uh, if he had, didn't have a reason to be really wanting to, to tear these guys down. So, uh, so yeah, that's awesome. And then, uh, basically it was, uh, he helps them get him in the trunk and they're driving away and then they hear him. I, I think that was what it was. I don't think they did. I don't remember if they had made the phone call to, to drop off the body or whatever, get rid of the body. Before. Yeah, right. No, it was after they realized that he was still alive. Still alive. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that they were just going to just dispose of the body. And then, yeah, when they just hear him right. in the trunk, Huey's happy. He's like, oh, sweet. He's alive. You know, right. Right. it's not murder anymore. It's, you know, right. things just got a lot better. But, you know, obviously, you know, they he's like, you're, you're a fucking dead man. If he, you know, he knows what right. you look like. Um, so, uh, and then after that, uh, we uh, see A Train, you know, A Train making his Make a Wish visit, oh, which is fucking God. hilarious. Dude, um, that was so amazing. That young kid, that actor, <laughs> so needs right. just huge kudos. Yeah. That kid was so 
funny. Yeah. I mean, just that deadpan delivery of, you know, I I, I asked for one wish. I wanted yeah. a new transition. <laughs> this isn't know? my wish. And he's like, hey, you, know, you get better, and I'm going to teach you to run as fast as me. You're going to teach me. You're going to teach me to outrun cancer? Faster than cancer? No, that's what he's like. You're going to teach, teach me, me to outrun cancer? Outrun cancer. cancer. <laughs> that's awesome. And I, and I love oh, the doctor when wow. A-Train's a like, you know, hey, man, we'll we'll, we'll get trans, translucent on a secret mission, but, you know, we'll get him here next week. And the doctor's like, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, you get better, kid. Oh. Uh, Oh, so yeah, I mean, so, so the, obviously this show is, you know, the the dark comedy in this show is is such a it's such a nice tone, you know, for these characters and everything. So, um, you know, Madeline is basically just yelling at. I love who's the Allison? Is that she's like the PR girl or whatever? Is that I her name? So. I think yeah, I think it's Allison. Yeah, but yeah, Madeline's kind of yelling at her, you know, like don't never let A Train go off script. You know, this is what happens when he's off script. Right, right. So, um, yeah, it's just awesome. I love seeing like how all of this is just so just corporatized, and you know, just it, it's awesome to see, you know, what what someone like a, what a woman of power would do, you know, if she's running this whole show, you know, basically she's the puppet master of the whole thing. And I just, she's playing that role perfectly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. She's doing a great job. Uh, both of them, you know, the, yeah. the, you know, uh, and what I like too, is that, you know, the, the, again, it was just so funny that, that actor just huge kudos, but the, you know, the really establishing the corporatization of it, which I love, but then also I think right before or after that scene, there was that quick, you know, little snippet with the guy that was going to challenge a train to the race, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. You know? So then it showed, you know, that a little bit of uh, professional sports as entertainment dynamic mm-hmm. too, as well. So, I mean, it just, you know, these are all, you know, an episode and a half in or episode and a few minutes in, it's like, I, you know, I really get the impression that they will sell themselves for anything. Yeah. So that's uh, what well, it almost seems like. And, you know, I, I don't think that that they've gone this deep into this world yet, but you would think that like this has replaced you know, all athletics. Pro- I mean, are people watching the NFL now? You know, when well, there's su- when there's soups on Sports Center. You know, well, what they're I mean? not. They're not <laughs> yeah. because it was. Um, I don't remember if it was in the scene. It was like a. It was a, something in the background. It was written on a board of of some kind in it. So it may have been at, at whatever that facility was where the sprinter was going to challenge him. I forget what his his name was. You know, yeah, Speed I don't Burst remember or something yeah. like that. But. Uh, um, like, can't be the fastest man alive forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then uh, there was something where on one of the lines it, it said uh, uh, superpowered rugby. And then there was something else above it that I, I don't remember yeah. now. I don't recall. But, you know, it's basically like, yes, obviously these athletes, these these soups are are the the marquee athletes as well as the, yeah. you know, the protectors of these cities and such. Yeah. So. And have also taken over, you know, movies and, and television as well. So we haven't seen any any ones that like have. You gotta assume some of them have like a, you know, like an indie album out or something. You know that they did on the side or something. You know they're gonna make one oh, of them sing at some point for sure. <laughs> well, you figure there's gotta be that anyway. You know there's gotta well, for be sure. That yeah, there would be. Up. You know, in the in the seventies, if you had a TV show, you eventually had an album as well. You know, so they they'll be doing that with these guys too, right? And 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 specifically, some of them would probably have a voice oriented power or you know, right. other you know <laughs> angles to go through too. I mean, yeah. I think of like the the you know like Dazzler from the X Men. Yeah, she was like a pop sensation or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, well, and and it's true, and in this episode, actually, too, I, at at one point, they kind of acknowledge, um, 
like Homelander says something about, you know, he gave up the secret identity thing years ago. But I mean, that Mm kind of tells me that most of them, you know, still keep the secret identity thing going. So obviously some of those are going to be, you know, a rock star or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, interesting. Um, but, uh, oh, okay. So then we, uh, beat the crime analytics team. So Annie's kind of getting, you know, she wants to just go out on, patrol the way she does it just working alone and you know doing her own investigation she said so um but they have like the the nerd number crunchers basically saying hey this is where we we know something's gonna go down here and you know we're teaming you up with the deep because you know our demographics they like they like team ups it raises social media interaction and yeah so we get a 23 percent bump for (laughs) yeah exactly whenever we do a team up yeah, I like that because it, it, even like the way it left it a little bit vague in the sense where he says something to the effect of, yeah, here's all the crimes that, you know, for tonight. And she's like, she kind of gives him a look like, you know, are you basically, are you orchestrating these right. or something Are they like fake that? crimes? And, they, or... and they, they're like, no, you know, and he kind of explains that we know yeah. the cops know and so on and so forth. But even after that explanation, obviously with Madeline, you know this woman is capable of anything already right. you know so yeah. like uh, you know is you know she could be the you know queen of the underworld as well and be just working it all you know in concert or whatever so i mean yeah. you know, it just it lets your mind you know, yeah kind of kind of play with that a little bit but yeah. but yeah she uh yeah i like them i i like the the you know, all of the stable of peripheral players that would have to keep, you know, whether you're, a, you know, a movie star, a professional athlete, a politician, there's there's your your entourage that once was mostly like hangers on, you know, now entourages are really just made up of, you know, your agent, your stylist, your right. PR guy, you know, you're all that your security your person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's uh so I like that they're they're fleshing that out, you know, or, you know, right away and, and uh, Right. And uh yeah, it's it's great. Uh um And of course Annie or Starlight, she's pissed cuz she's getting teamed up with the deep, you know, probably probably a little too soon for her for that. But I love when, you know, they're actually out there and he's like, "Well, yeah, of course I'm here. You know, that's all I get." You know, it's, when it's when it's water adjacent, water adjacent yeah. crimes. <laughs> water adjacent crimes. I, I could do I could do so much more. They're not using my talents. A lake, a river, yeah, river, a tributary, <laughs> yeah. inlet. I think um, yeah, but I like that scene between them because it gave you know Annie another chance to you know basically tell him to back the fuck off. Yep. You know. And, and yep. kind of t- take her power back and everything, which is good. You know, that's a oh, absolutely. That's a she's she's moving on up, and also she called him out. You know, she's like, "You're not even number two. They make fun of you. You're the fish guy." Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, which is awesome because now she's more like you know, oh shit, this guy duped me, but like she's not the least bit intimidated by him anymore. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that from a show perspective also, um, you know, obviously after a, you know, an assault, you know, you're not going to move on from that. But there is, I think that scene did a nice job of establishing, you know, the hard boundary of it. You know, the, the you know, I'm only stomaching you because, you know, it's part of my job basically at this yeah. point now. You yeah. Know, other than that, you know, you step out of line and I'll burn your eyeballs out of your head or whatever she said. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like it. Yeah. Um, so after that we meet, uh, Frenchie. So Huey and, uh, butcher, um, call one of butcher's old associates, uh, Frenchie and they show up and, you know, butcher kind of dupes them into, you know, having it where he has to help him. He's like, you know, they pop the trunk open and he sees him there and he's like, Hey, he's seen your face now too. Yeah. So you got to help us. So, you know, which is typical. That seems like a typical butcher move. You know, he just kind of thought ahead, make sure this guy, 
I, I need immediate leverage because I need this dude's help. And, you know, Frenchie's like, what the fuck? Homelander's going to be here now. He's, they're probably on their way here right now. So uh, uh, so now, we, now we've got three. We've, the, the team has grown to three now. We got Fr- Frenchie finds a, you know, location, an old restaurant. And Huey gets it all kind of rigged up so that they can't read the uh, RFID or the tags or whatever. Um, which I don't think that really worked. I think d- doesn't later when Homelander just asks where the last location was, it basically gives their location. So well, like none of, of all, that, none of that he, did them any good. What was Frenchie's girlfriend? <clears throat> um, I don't remember what her name was. Okay. Cause I, I liked her. I liked that. Yeah. Whole, like where she touched his face and like, yeah. again, I just love this so far fish out of water way that, uh, you know, Quaid is playing the, uh, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, yes. Huey, you know, yes. just, uh, I really, yeah, I'm digging Huey, man. But anyway, um, yeah, the, uh, well, what happens is, uh, no, Huey's on, on his, on his game. He, uh, I, I think that absolutely worked. What happens is when Madeline comes in before near the end, when, uh, Homelander comes in to check on where, uh, the missing translucent is, when Madeline came in earlier in the episode, she said uh, he was off the grid, but he just popped up. And he popped up right after they had made that carbon bullet because they're like, it's the same material as he's made out of. And they tried to shoot him, but it just ricocheted all around. Yeah. And it knocked a little piece of that loose. It was just a real fast shot that it showed. Oh, up. okay. But that's I missed why that. all of a sudden he was able to be detected. Okay. So okay. so Huey did his job, but they didn't. They uh, it worked up till that. Okay, that makes sense. That yeah, I I completely missed that knocking the piece out. Okay, cool. Yep. All right, that clears that up. Um, but yeah, they basically put him in in an electrified cage, um, and you know Huey does the foil or whatever he does, and they've essentially at this point got him trapped, but. You know, what Huey's overhearing, you know, and being horrified is like Butcher and Frenchie just like brainstorming, trying to figure out ways to kill this dude. And Huey's like, what yeah. the fuck? We're just going to we're just going to kill him. You know, we're, he's feeling lucky that that he lived, that he survived getting hit by the car. Um, and now they want to kill him again. But, you know, basically the skin is impenetrable, impenetrable. Um you know, so that's where you're saying they're trying to they try to fabricate like a carbon bullet. That's the same thing, but <laughs> I love that scene too, where he barges in there and he's about to fight, where he just fires off and just. Um, but what is what does he say? What is because translucent's like talking smack after that. You know, he's like fucking idiots. You know. I, I think yeah I don't know something to the effect of like I'm a fucking superhero right yeah something like but yeah I love it I love the dynamic between between Butcher and Frenchie he's in, or Frenchie and uh, Huey as well so it's good yeah because basically after the bullet doesn't work uh, you know they're kind of just getting even extra frustrated and now they're getting like nervous like hey we're running right. short on time like yeah. this isn't working so Butcher's like, I gotta go figure something out. You know, you guys don't shag each other or whatever. You know, some <laughs> smart ass thing he says as they leave, as he leaves. Yeah. But I like that because it also gave that little bit of one on one time between the two of them, where um, Huey yeah. kind of asks him what it's like to 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 you know take a life and uh, yeah. he tells the story about seeing the woman and uh, yeah. I, I don't want to like try to repeat the story because it's just something yeah. when people watch it they'll, they'll well but we also say. found out that this guy is you know extremely experienced at this as well and that like every yes. every soup they've had to take down well that number one they haven't you know if anything they've just been able to take them down like only a couple times have they been able to kill one um but uh, that everyone is different and, you know, they just have to figure out what the weakness is, essentially, is what he's saying. Yeah. Um, which is what they're trying to do with Translucent, but they can't really crack the code. But they, they eventually do. But we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, so, uh, 
um, another mystery from what we were talking about from the last episode. So we find out that, uh, you know, they, they do a nice little, you know, twist on it because they show Madeline like seeing the news, uh, news report of the plane going down, the mayor's plane going down. And, you know, she just kind of turns it off. So you still kind of think that 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 was her doing. But, you know, Homelander shows up and we find out that he pretty much acted on his own accord on that one. So what you saw, you know, that I had missed from the first episode when they were having the meeting with the, you said you saw somebody fly by, mm-hmm. that's yeah. who that was. So he was kind of spying on that situation and, and listening in. Cause this is the episode where we find out that Homelander's, you know, a bit of a, bit of a creepy dude as well. You know, it's so funny with all these guys with their powers. It's like such a, you know, like, yes, men will probably do the worst possible things, the most invasive and inappropriate things they can do with their powers. But, um, so we're starting to see that, you know, Homelander just took down the plane. He did it for her. You know, he's obviously got this kind of weird fascination with Madeline and, uh, you know, she didn't want that. So she's a little less diabolical than we thought, you know, half an episode ago, but, well, maybe from a financial <laughs> perspective. Plus, right. you can tell, obviously, that it's more that, you know, evil. What I don't know how much or little evil she has in her at this point, but she's certainly a very smart and, you know, savvy, shrewd businesswoman. So yeah. he's fucking up her, her grift. You know, right. besides the fact, you know, like his, his loose cannonness is what I think she has the big yeah. issue with. But it's uh, it's just so weird because she's like pumping breast milk, and then he's like, you know, kind of like turned on by that, and then yet they haven't alluded at all to whose child it is. So like, I'm interested to you know how's that yeah. gonna play out? Like, is it? You know, yeah, I mean, it, the, the, yeah. the possibilities are endless. And, they definitely uh, have a weird, you know, relationship. It's a very, uh, you know, maternal kind of like she, that's when she kind of calms him down when she's like, just let me take care of you. And it's, you know, it's definitely a weird kind of dynamic they have. But yeah, and then, yeah, it is weird with the breast pumping too, because like later in the episode when he's, you know, you think he's staring at his own you know, uh, portrait on the wall, but he's really staring through it with his x-ray vision and right. listening with his super hearing to the breast pump going while she's going. So obviously that's just, you know, different, different strokes for different folks, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean, between him and translucent and well, and the deep, I mean, we haven't seen, you know, a train's looking good at this point, you know, as far as morally, he's the only one who hasn't, yeah. You know he's a, he's only murdered. He hasn't done anything super sexually creepy. Yeah, he's just a dr- he's a drinker and a you know he tells poor jokes in poor taste. That's yeah, about he, what he's most guilty of at this point. You know, but yeah, now there there's some gross dudes, but the, yeah, uh, you know, um, yeah, and I like the couple little shots throughout it of uh, uh, Black Noir where like she. She basically uh, Annie at one point in the hallway. They run into each other. Yeah, sure. yeah. Nice to, to meet say, you or whatever. Yeah, and he just kind of not like doesn't even nod. Basically, just walks around her. And then <laughs> later on at some sort of function, uh, it shows him sucking on a straw like through his mask. He's oh, it is. A straw. Yeah, I missed that. <laughs> yeah. So, but he's not said a word yet or anything else. You know. So it's I'm really yeah. anxious to see what he ends up being all about. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then uh, I think that was right around the time where uh, where Annie's walking home and runs into the right the frat boys. Yeah, yeah. So she sees uh, you know a woman that's very likely about to get raped, and you know just leaps into action, and you know the girl runs off, but she beats the shit out of these guys, and you know goes full starlight and. Saves the day, and obviously they show the security camera. You kind of know, kind of know what's coming as soon as that happens. So, you know, that's when Allison, you know, the next day or whatever, it's like, what's going on? What are you thinking? Right. You know, the, the, it's the, she had been a little worked up a time or two, but this is the first time you see her lose her shit on her. Oh, she was pissed. Yeah, yeah. 
Nice. Yeah, she was super pissed. Um, would you, would you have would you have planned today for your nice little day? Well, forget it. It's gone. You're gonna meet with, you're gonna meet with legal and you know this and that. Yeah, and the other. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I like it. You know, but, again, it's uh, like those things that we so appreciated in some of the other series that we've done, where uh, you know you're just really that that really helps flesh out the world that we're we're all dwelling in. So yeah, uh, so I like it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so obviously her, you know, secret identity, that's one of the reasons Allison was pissed too, because like her secret identity is now, you know, because obviously right. people are tweeting, no, I know that girl, you know, I went to high school with Starlight or yeah, whatever, exactly. that's, Annie, that's Annie, what's her name? Uh, Annie January. Um, so, um, so now we, now we see Butcher and Huey and, and Frenchie and they can't kill this dude. They're coming up with, trying to... You know, figure out ways to do this, and when Butcher left them, you know, you know, don't shag each other or whatever. Um, he goes off and and sneaks into a house or whatever, and meets with somebody who obviously he has a history with um, and that he works with, but that I thought was still an FBI agent. Is that who she worked uh, head for? Of the Did CIA they of CIA? Okay, portion of the CIA. So he's basically asking for help, um, you know, from her to basically just to look at a file, look at a couple yep. files, get yep. access to that. Um, and, you know, of course, she's not really having it, you know, but I'm sure we'll see more of her later, I would assume. Um, but uh, Frenchie has an epiphany. Frenchie gets an idea uh, of how they can uh, handle translucent. Yep. And did I skip over something well, that was, uh, like you wanted to say? Basically, while he was doing that, because it was nighttime, that was when the uh, they had first started sending out the security details to start looking for translucent. They had narrowed it down to like a ten block radius, and uh, so then Frenchie's like watching the you know basically in the shadows, waiting for these guys to pass by and not oh um, right right not break into the to the restaurant. And then that was where you know uh, Huey being Huey does that last opportunity where he gives him oh, some yeah. water and says basically, you know, tries to appeal to his humanity, and then he's kind of like, right. you know, who are you? I'm yeah. flipping superhero. You know, yeah. I'm one of the most powerful people in the world. You're nothing. You're nobody. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. Uh, you know, my superpower is really un- is like seeing through people or whatever he says. Yeah. Like, I see through you, and you're, you know, you're a weak bitch, basically. Yeah. It's kind of what he, it's, you know, I mean, that's what you yeah. saw in Huey's eyes, you know, that's what he was hearing. And, uh, yeah. um, you know, so again, so then that was great. So then when, yeah, uh, I, I feel like translucence, you know, real superpower is being emotionally abusive. I mean, he's, right, he, right, he's, exactly. he's a dick, you know, <laughs> and a, and a creeper. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then basically that's where, uh, um, butcher returns then. Um, and, uh, and then, like you said, Frenchie has the is watching the turtle. And <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So basically, he's explaining that you know the skin is in a, impenetrable, but uh, inside, you know, inside the body's just like everybody else. Hey, kitty. <laughs> um, there's muscle and organs and you know guts mm-hmm. and you know whatever. So. Um, you know, and as he says, it can't go through the mouth because the stomach acid will, you know, ruin the whole process. So they gotta they gotta keep, go up the keister with the bomb. And you know, this is the first time we see translucent. You know, look like he's not. I mean, he's been a hostage this whole time, but he's still been able to be a dick and be like, "You guys are fucked," yeah. you know, or whatever. He wasn't worried prior to this, <laughs> but uh, you could tell by the look on his face when uh, he hears Frenchie's plan that. You know, Frenchie did crack the code, no pun intended. Um, so, uh, so that's where we're at with that. And then we see uh, Madeline with the senator. So now we see that she's, you know, kind of her thing. She's trying to get the government contract. She basically wants, you know, soups to be militarized now. And you know, the she's dealing with a old timey senator who's probably got all these. You know, weapons manufacturers, you know, he's in their back pocket and everything. So they're not going to do anything that's going to, you know, take away that, you know, military spending and whatnot. So, you know, he pretty much shuts her down 
Um, and then uh, later on, when we see the senator, he's at his at his uh, hotel. Well, before we get to that, before I mean, I'm jumping that. around. Obviously, they cut these right. up a little bit, but go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that the, uh, um, you know, that's what I uh, what I liked about that scene is that it established both what you were talking about because he basically points out, you know, when Madeline approaches him and says, "Hey, aren't, when are you going to, you know." get real and let's 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 do something about this contract and he's like no you know i'm not it. you know who that is it's senator such and such or or representative such and such uh he uh has lockheed martin or you know such and such and and uh in in his district and such and such voters number of voters this guy fort bragg's in his district and you know he's like nobody wants to um you know, give up their power or give up like you're talking about. But, and then he kind of goes a step further and he's like, and no one wants to, you know, they're not interested in having, uh, any of this happen. And she says something to the effect of like, you can trust my people. And he's like, that's it right there. They're your people. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, Senator. And then, uh, you know, whatever she's like, you know, he tells the, she tells the bartender to give him the, give him the good stuff. And, uh, and you kind of get a feeling maybe there's something you know fishy about that. But what I liked that was kind of going on while that was going on with the conversation was, you know, as you're going through the the room, you know, you're seeing like uh, some of the heroes in there basically schmoozing with them. You know, yeah. Like the the women letting the senators hit on them. The you yeah. know that's where that's where it showed Black Noir like you know drink doing his, <laughs> drinking his drink with a straw and. And so on and so forth. So it was like it's it just shows one more level of these people are 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 always being you know used as you know they're either part of the manipulation or or they're being manipulated too. And and I'm anxious to see you know at at this point you know what we've seen with the brutality and kind of the grossness of a lot of these people. Like you kind of feel like a lot of them are, or maybe all of them are in on it. But I also feel like, you know, to be used and have to and have to be on so often and all the time would weigh so much on you over time. So I'm I'm hoping that maybe what they're doing is trying to set us up to to uh, to understand that some of these heroes probably just are at their breaking point and are ready to maybe turn on Madeline. You know, as yeah. much as she might think she's got, you know, everything under control or whatever. So I, I it was yeah. like a weird scene where it just, like, I felt like I took a lot away from it, and I don't know if I was supposed to or not, but I'm, I'm hoping that I saw what I think I saw in it. it you get, you know. Yeah. What I mean? so. Well, I mean, if nothing else, I mean, I think we're learning that, like, we don't, ha- <clears throat> we don't have among this bunch, a you know, kind of a superhero that is the the kind that we know of, that, like, is truly, you know, kind of above it all. These are all very real people who have superpowers and have been, you know, competitive in that endeavor and work their way up and become part of this, you know, most elite, like the highest of, of heights in that business. But we do, we don't have anybody that's really, like, you know, you feel like is, is born to it in a heroic way, even like Starlight, who is kind of our, you know, she's the one that's supposed to be still pure at this point and untainted. But, you know, even she came at this from a standpoint of like achievement and not necessarily, you know, just complete, you know, benevolence, if that makes sense. You know, it makes perfect sense and you make a great point. And I think that it, it maybe that's what I was seeing a little bit, too, is that it's speaking to the fact that you, no one can come from that point of view because right. it is a system. Ultimately, it is a you've had you have to pass through all these gates and there's people that are, are of shady, you know, rapport or, or, or uh, you know, uh, you know, have 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 uh, bad intentions or, or have at least self-serving intentions. So by the time you reach that level of success in, in this world, you you can't be altruistic anymore. Right. You know, there, there's, uh, you know, you're uh, kind of bought and paid for at that point in this 
you know that's how how it is yeah. in this world for these soups you know i mean you would never see you know i mean we have queen queen mave who is kind of our our version of wonder woman in this world you know she's at this cocktail party schmoozing senators you know and they're all in tuxedos and suits and she's in her you know just her regular queen mave outfit you know right. which is kind of like you know almost like demeaning probably at that point i mean i don't think any of these people are happy about having i mean a train you know he didn't want to do the make a wish thing you know none of they're all just kind of you know doing you know playing the part and doing what their handlers need them to do and you know so i think any of these to your point about you know possibly some of them being fed up with it and ready to go against madeline i mean it certainly you know you could see that going that way with really any of these characters well, exactly, and I, I guess what I mean is specifically, you know, how they go that way. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure that most of them feel manipulated. I mean, even the most powerful Homelander, I mean, he's just a... Well, I mean, partly he's just... seems like he's losing his mind. But the... Yeah. Uh, but like a, a... You know, the idea that there's some that are... Maybe want no more part of it because they've done their time and it's just still from a self-serving perspective where I'll be interested because I I would assume they'll have at least one character be an older version in a way of starlight, like where they Hmm. just early on got broken and just still wanted to, you know, you know, it was a dream and a lifelong dream and they were going to, and they were going to have it and they were going to experience it. But like, offered a, a an a, an opportunity down the road to to maybe regain a little bit of that morality or that uh you know integrity i'm sure one or two of them will take that path as well you know some of them are i'm sure are are not and have never really been pure of heart but i'm sure that there has to be some out there that are have just been broken in some way and you know yeah. will perhaps seek retribution or maybe we'll just seek like I'm used up and destroyed, and I'm gonna take I'm going down, but I'm gonna take some of this whole system down with me too, you know. So there's like all sorts of right, you know, sub well, there's probably ways to break you know break away or whatever. So there's probably many Inside. that are still that were never you know tainted that just never reached those heights. Like you you gotta think there's probably ones that are still the small time ones like Starlight that are just you know, actually doing good, you know, actually just doing, you know, your friendly neighborhood soup, you know, instead of, you know, it's, it's like in high school playing football because you love it. And then, you know, in college, maybe playing it because it's, you know, paying for paying your way through college or whatever. And then to the NFL, it's a different kind of thing. It's not just a game. And, you know, these, these soups in the, in the seven and the ones that are like, you know, the 200 around the country that they want to place in cities, you know, these ones are just doing it professionally now. So it's a completely different thing. So like actually being heroic is not even, you know, part of the equation, you know? Right. Right. Which is why they can all be such awful people apparently. (laughs) <laughs> yes it's uh well that's i mean that's just true of in whatever world you're talking about like uh, systems specifically flawed systems create an environment that's ripe for damaged people to you know i guess damage and become more damaged you know, it's just it's it's it, it, it absolves the individual of responsibility on certain levels where, you know, if you have those little dark recesses in your heart, which most people do, even the good ones, yeah. you know, you can go real ugly real quick. You know, if yeah. I just need you to do this one time, one time for me or I just yeah. need you to look the other way this one time for me or, you know, <laughs> the, the, the list goes on and on. So, uh, um you know, and, and then again, you know, the ease with which situations can be manipulated with, with, 
you know, these people are all now as much, if not more, their persona than they are their own original self. So, you know, well, come on, little Annie, you can't have those, you know, those girls that look up to you, you know, finding this stuff out, you know, they'd be heartbroken, crestfallen, yeah. you know, so we're, we're just going to have to, we're going to have to sweep that under the rug. And then a yeah. year later, you know, you, now you're a, you know, you hid something and now you're a liar and a corrupt, you know, you're right. You know, that's the, that's the, the way the system gets you. Yeah. I, yeah. I love, I love it. I, lo- I, I, I mean, love how, I love the exchanges like between Allison and Annie you know, because she always has the same same line where anytime Annie's like, well, you know, back in Iowa, I, w- I like to do my own investigating, you know, and, and work my own cases. And, and she's like, yes, you. and that's why we love you, but you can't do that here. We have, it's corporate policy, you know, and that's such a, that's got to be so much what happens like in, in Hollywood or something, you know, when, when people... Like anytime you're now beholden to someone for your paycheck, you know, you ultimately don't have the free, you're not making those decisions for yourself anymore, Uh, which is crazy, you know, especially with these like super powered people who could just, you know, could almost just go their own way. So it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see like, you know, you get the impression that most of these soups all around the country, all around the world, are controlled in some way by Vought. So, you know, you know, are there independent factions of them that are already, you know, kind of going against everything that's going on at, at, at Vought? So, you know, maybe it's going to be something from the outside that kind of... Um, bring some of these people like you know influences them to kind of turn on madeline or whatever so i don't know and honestly there's a lot from the first season even though i i watched it when it first came out that um, i'm still looking for answers to so um but let's keep going i I digress i don't even know what i was talking about there for a second um (laughs) the senator's about to go upstairs oh right okay yeah yeah um so yeah, it cuts back to the senator, the one who basically shut Madeline down, and you know he's got a a sexy young lady in in the bed with him, and she's blindfolding him, has got it, got him tied up. Oh, was it the bartender? I didn't notice that that's yeah. who it was, but um, she's got him tied up and blindfolded, and then uh, you know once he's blindfolded and we can't see, she shape shifts into you know a very obese man and. Uh, I just the senator was like, oh, that feels different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I, I really, yeah, it's uh, it was very. I love the because it's happened a few times already in the two episodes so far. Where I think it's going to be one of those series where you're simultaneously like understand the lengths these people will go to, but yet are very, you know, it's done in a very humorous way. That, yeah. You know, allows you to laugh while you're also going, wow, they're just totally fucking that guy up, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I like it. I like the, uh, the, uh, yeah, it was just funny. It was just a, yeah. a fun, play, playful scene. And then it was like, yep. And you basically know, that gives Madeline what she needs. So, you know, later on yep. in the episode, we see her kind of confronting him about it and kind of revealing, uh, uh, doppelganger, I think she called him. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, basically she has, you know, at least enough. She's just trying to get him to just, you know, put push the bill through. I mean, it doesn't guarantee anything, but obviously she has, you know, because he's kind of like, this isn't going to do you any good. It's not going to go any further than me anyway. Um, but I'm sure she she already has has kind of plans for for the second step of it. So. It'll be interesting to see Madeline's. I'm a big Madeline fan, you know, not yeah. just because it's Elizabeth Shue. Well, but. and I and I and I enjoyed the fact that that allowed her as an actress to like. I really enjoyed the doppelganger scene because basically, you know, she's confronting him. She shows him the 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 you know the blackmail photos, 
And then he's like, what? It's, it's, it's fake. It's, it's, those aren't real. And she's yeah. like, she's like, oh, I was there. He's like, what do you mean? And then she turns into the doppelganger, yeah. into the guy from yeah. the previous night. And then she, the real Madeline, walks in the door. Right. And, yeah. oh, man, it was just so perfect. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, <laughs> she's, she is, again, she's my Lex. She's my female Lex. I love it. Yeah. That, that's, how, that's how I'm seeing her so far. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, again, you know, everything's coming up Madeline. Everything seems to be, you know, pretty much going her way other than the, plane crash which i'm sure she's already over that but uh so then we come back to uh frenchy and translucent and the ass bomb um so now now they've kind of got translucent where they want him so he's you know now he's talking now he's telling them right. you know whatever they want to know i'll he's tell you anything you want yeah he tells her uh that uh or he does. He does know where A Train was going, but he knows where right. he was coming from, yeah. um, which was Pop Claw's house. So we're gonna meet Pop Claw in the next episode. But uh, you know, basically, they have a lead. They didn't get, you know, probably everything that they wanted out of him, but they at least got enough, you know, in terms of the the A Train issue. But I mean, we still don't really know what what butcher's going for specifically no um, i'm i'm because yeah, this i mean i don't this was out, but yeah I this was obviously a sidetrack he didn't plan on having to you know take out translucent and everything this was something that, that popped up because of the the bathroom and everything but uh so it'll be interesting to see what what uh butcher's grand plan is here but uh you know basically they get the information um from translucent but pretty much just as they're getting that uh they realize that homelander is is kind of on the way and, and they're around yeah they're basically it's basically only a matter of time before uh he finds them so uh he suggests i think he called it the pittsburgh or something yeah. we gotta do a pittsburgh yeah so obviously something that they've they've done before um and essentially, you know, Frenchie's girlfriend, you know, back at his place, gets it, you know, gets everything that's important that they need or whatever, and just sets well, everything. Why? I'm Go so ahead. anxious. I'm so anxious for her. Like, why? Well, I mean, a she's just a very, like, intriguing and sexy looking person. You know, yeah. So it's like you, you want to know more about her. Just, you know, as soon as you, as soon as she goes on camera. Yeah. But I like the. Uh, yeah, I like that scene because he basically calls her and she's just getting ready to just chill and watch a little TV. And he's like, yeah. you know, uh, we got to scrub it or whatever he says. Yeah. And she's like, oh, she pauses for a second. She's like, give me three minutes. Yeah. And then like the next thing you see her is like basically connecting detonators to big, you know, barrels yeah. of explosives and such. So, yeah, uh, yeah I love the. Uh, it you know, it the was very... like all in that one reaction was like. You know, yes, I'm ready to rock and make this happen, but why? You know, like why right. so soon again? Or like clearly they've this is not their first time. You Pick know, me up in three minutes, so, and then you yeah. just know in her mind she's like thinking, "You bastard." Yeah, I love it. I love it. So uh, you know, basically, I mean, they get all the way up to you know Homelander, basically making a traffic stop on Frenchie and you know yeah. asking asking for his ID and everything. Um, and I just love, I love Frenchie being like, "Hey." You know, no offense, but do you have a warrant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you yeah, know, like, basically he's just buying time. I mean, he's just trying to sl slow down the process as much as possible. Um, but, yeah, so his, his girlfriend uh, rigs everything up and uh, sets it to blow. And that's kind of just, you know, just in time, really, because he was just, you know, basically about to search the truck. Um, and that's the distraction they need. So Homelander kind of takes off uh, that way. But in the meantime, uh, Translucent has figured a way out of the cage. You know, he basically pissed in the glass that uh, yep. Huey gave him for water, you know, which, come on, Butcher. I feel like you should have thought that through unless he didn't know about giving him water or whatever. But Huey even should have thought that through. You know, because I was thinking that when he gave him the water in the first place, like all he's got to do is dump it on there. But anyway, uh, we're just the viewers. We're not, we're not the writers. Um, 
So he gets out and, you know, basically is trying to, you know, Huey's still got the detonator, so he's just kind of trying to talk Huey down and, you know, save his insides from getting blown out. And, you know, basically he does. Basically he he kind of scares Huey into thinking that, you know, his only option is pretty much to just, you know, as usual, stand down and, and do nothing. and Keep your hands clean. Yeah. Yeah, right, exactly, exactly, he's the the poster on the wall, but, uh, yeah, and, you know, Translucent kind of makes, you know, a little snide remark, or gives him a look, or whatever, and then he sees the poster on the wall, and something snaps inside of him, and he just decides to blow him up, which was awesome, so, you know, I think that's Huey finally, like, officially stepping into the into the war now that was yep. him him signing up <laughs> yep yeah i think it i loved it because it was you know i don't know i i guess we may never know like what was actually flashing through his mind at that moment but obviously he looked at the sign you know it said you know keep your hands clean and it, it showed him look at it two or three other times prior to that and and i think the trigger was that as soon as translucent you know went quote-unquote translucent, although that was a funny line that we de- never talked about, about Butcher telling him how, you know, do you even know what translucent is? Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> opaque or whatever. Yeah. Or, or, you know. It's like you almost know. see-through. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, but anyway, um, so basically as soon as he, you know, went invisible, that was when Huey, you know, pulled the trigger. And I think it was just that, like, he had just for the for basically the first two episodes you've just been bouncing back and forth between are you going to be the guy you've always been or are you going to start taking action and sit, you know taking control of the situation and i think or at least as the viewer i saw it as like when he visually disappeared all of a sudden it was like you were going to go right back to not knowing what to expect not know like having no say in your own life and it was like, as soon as he saw that, it was like the mental image of, no, I'm not, I'm no longer that guy. And then he pulls yeah. the trigger and just. Yeah. <laughs> and, and no not just having no, not only not have no more, no say in your life, but, you know, really always looking over your shoulder, you know? I mean, once that guy yeah. goes invisible, you, yep. you will never know again if he's there. You will have Absolutely. to always assume that he is in the room with you. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, well, that's that's just it. That's why all of a sudden you're just you would be overwhelmed with the, you know, right back to no control over anything. Yeah. He and he he took himself some control. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, and that was pretty much it. That's the end of the episode. Is him blowing, yeah. blowing translucent. So the seven is down to six again. So, they, we are hiring. <laughs> I'm digging it, man. Uh, I just, I love it so far. I, I, yeah. I can't wait to see where they go with this thing. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, big takeaways in this episode is, you know, Homelander is far more unhinged than, you know, after the first episode, you could have almost written him off as a, you know, soldier who's obeying orders and, you know, may or may not have evil intentions. But now we know he's not only pretty evil, but off his rocker a bit. Uh, Madeline's still kicking ass, of course. Um, A-Train's got a girlfriend we're going to learn about. And uh, and Huey is now a stone-cold killer. Yeah, and I'm loving the introduction of Frenchie and his girl. Um, and just that yes. like expansion of the, the other side of things. You know, the... the, 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 the this you know the underworld if you will or whatever got a team the boys yeah for sure and then uh i really like the like homelander just very quickly became very interesting because not only from the sense of you know how unhinged is he really and so on and so forth but like for instance you know just to really quick go back and touch on that scene where you know we first find out that um you know, base. Well, we we already knew that he took out the plane, but you know the, um, you know that she didn't really know he was going to do it, and he kind of had heard, 
about the compound V and, you know, whatever. It took matters into his own hands. But if you notice, you know, before he points out that she's leaking, as she <laughs> leans in, she touches his thigh. And there's yeah. this weird thing where I really felt like she was both simultaneously acting like his girlfriend and his mother. And oh, it, I... And it just so much 100%. More Right, so much more lent to the idea of like, so when that later scene where um, uh, Annie's coming home and she passes him and he, you know, they do the whole thing about the, you know, is that your secret identity? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I kind of gave mine up a while ago. You know, there's this melancholiness to him. You know, again, obviously we eventually see that he's creeping on uh, Madeline through the wall, you know, through with his x-ray vision and stuff. But... I think there's also just a genuine, you know, he is, he is, uh, he's shattered and destroyed in some way. And I don't know, correct. you know, if it's enough where, you know, it explains some of this or if it's just, you know, ad- adds a level to it or whatever. But either way, it has, you know, made him so... You know, so much more of a not not only so much more depth to his character, but it allows for him to bounce a little bit between. You know, I think that re- represented the loose cannon side of him, and then the one scene that we forgot to talk about. I think that where uh, he confronts uh, the deep about you know him giving away the information about the the. Eyes, yes. eye size, yes. you know, uh, burn holes in the engine. Um, he nailed menacing very well. Abs- that. You that perfect word. You just you took the exact word out of my mouth. It was it was so menacing in a very measured and diabolical way, and that is a perfect juxtaposition to the unhinged. I'm losing my shit. You know mommy come save me thing so it's like you know he is just a bag of crazy and i can't wait to see how that gets played out you know because a lot of the 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 other motivation so far just seems to be extremely self-serving and and uh you know power hungry or money you know whatever i mean and i'm sure that they'll get fleshed out a lot more as well but like you you know you see you, you feel like at least initially you can a little bit put your finger on some of the motivations of these other soups but like you know homelander's just a, a, a he's a wreck he's a live yeah. wire man so I, yeah I, he's I, scary I he's scary i love i love that scene with the deep because i love just the you know he, he played that so perfect when you know the deep's like uh, is there anything i can help you with and Actually, there is something you can help yeah, me with. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. you can help me understand something. <laughs> and then you know he's about to just dress him down. Loving it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love what they're doing with that character. Because, you know, the the thing with the secret identity, I'll be interested to see if they explore, like, you can make a strong argument for, you know, get, ditching your secret identity is for sure gonna you know hasten heading down the path that he's going down like he might have been a much more you know moral and centered person if he still had like a real life outside of being homelander but once you make the decision that you are just homelander 24 7 that's a different story and there's no grounding there then you're just a god at that point you know right and and do they go from the perspective of somehow it was a you know a, a circumstance or a decision um led to that or was it uh you know in some way shape or form forced on him like did right. he have a your secret identity is getting in the way of business did somebody off, you know, you know, we, we did identity crisis not too long ago on our other show, you know, is, is, is it something from the angle of, you know, he, he got, you know, his private life was destroyed because it, you know, somebody got the tip and now it's not, he's not protecting anything anymore. So, you know, you know what I mean? There's a couple ways they could go. So I'm very anxious to see. 
every story, you know, in DC Comics where Superman goes bad, it's in the absence of Lois Lane. It's never absolutely. It's never Lois going bad along with him. You know, it's all right. right well, yeah. the absence of well, and not even just the absence it's, of Lo, Lois Lane, but more importantly, the absence of Clark Kent. It's, the, it's when Clark Kent goes away that right. Superman is not tethered to humanity anymore. You know. Well, right. It's the. It's the right. I, 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 that's a good way to say it. I, I just think at, at a base level, it's just the idea of, you know what connects anybody to their humanity is love even normal people let alone superheroes so like if you you know the one thing that is your emotional anchor is taken from you and is in and potentially you know maybe you're manipulated like in the sense of like the injustice you know comics or or games you know it's where you're manipulated into doing it yourself you know taking your greatest love away from yourself. You know, I mean, there's, again, there's just yeah. so much potential for ways they've done it with other characters that, um, yeah, I can't wait to see. Homelander's a very, uh, it's ripe for a lot of uh, of great backstory. For sure, for sure. Uh, well, hopefully we'll be getting, getting some of that in episode three, so we will definitely be back here talking about it on the deep dive so in the meantime check out everything else we're doing at the shaverbrothers.com and we'll be back next time for episode three of season one thanks for listening everybody see you later shavy d peace